Welcome to episode 210 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, we are examining the name of God, Yahweh Mekodeshkim. <laughs> Let's dive in. Well, on the first week of every month, we've been looking at some of the names and the attributes of God. And this month, we have quite the doozy. <laughs> it is Yahweh Mekadishkim, which means the Lord sanctifies you or makes you holy. I don't know about you, but as I look at the scope of culture today, it's like holiness has gotten a bad rap. And in other words, we actually would rather delight ourselves and the junk of the world than embrace this concept of holiness. I, I think in a lot of people's minds, this term holiness is equated with legalism, which biblically is not true. In fact, next week, we're going to talk more about what holiness is and isn't. But biblically, holiness is never in the negative. It is always a positive thing. I love the quote by Leonard Ravenhill. He once said, you know, we live in a day when we are more afraid of holiness than we are of sinfulness. And I've just noticed that that is so true in our day that most people, even in the church, shy away from this idea of walking in integrity, walking in holiness, walking in purity, and rather we would we would rather indulge ourselves in the sin and the muck and the mire of the world rather than embrace this concept of holiness. And again, what's interesting to me is biblically, holiness is never a bad thing. Holiness never is in the negative. It is always in the positive because it reflects God's nature. In Exodus 15, 11, I love this declaration. It says, who is like you, O Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders. And I love that statement because his holiness is majestic. It is absolutely mind-boggling. It is beautiful. And if we would truly understand what true biblical holiness is, we would crave to have it in our own lives. But here's the interesting statement. God and God alone is the only one who is intrinsically holy. And that just means that he alone is the one who in and of himself is holy by nature. In other words, we are not holy, but God is the Holy One. That he, just by his very nature and attributes and just who he is, he is holy. I love that vision that Isaiah has in Isaiah chapter 6. And it says in verses 1 through 3, that in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with a train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two they covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another. Get this. These seraphim are in the very throne room of the temple, and they are crying out one to another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Do you realize that God isn't merely holy, 
He isn't even holy, holy. God is so holy. He's so intrinsically holy in and of himself that the only proper way to talk about the holiness of our God is to use a trifold holy, that he is holy, holy, holy. That is like, <laughs> that is like really holy, that God is exalted. He is lifted up. He is perfect, holy, pure, true. And what is interesting is this holy, perfect God who in and of himself is holy looks at us who are unholy and calls us to be like he is. He calls us to be holy as he is holy. And three times just in the book of Leviticus, we hear this declaration of be holy as I am holy, that, that you are to share in my, my, my nature. This Not that we're God, we understand that. We're not that we ever become God. We understand that. But he is like opening up his holiness, saying, I want you to share in my perfect holiness. And what you see throughout the Old Testament is a whole group of people who are attempting and trying and striving and struggling and gritting their teeth and, and trying to pull off holiness, and yet they never can do it. And, and why is that? Well, it's because we are not holy. We in and of ourselves are not holy. Even in our even our best attempts, even if we strive and struggle and, and attempt to be holy, as Isaiah 64, 6 says, for all of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment and all of us wither like a leaf and all our iniquities like the wind take us away. See, we in and of ourselves, we are intrinsically unholy. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we do. Even our best attempts at righteousness, even our best attempts of walking in holiness is still, as Isaiah says, but a filthy garment. It's still but a, a just a rag that is full of blood and you just have to throw it away because it is good for nothing. Well, we'll talk more about this in the next couple of weeks. But if the intrinsically holy God, the one who is holy in and of himself, in fact, he is holy, 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 looks at you and I who are unholy and our best attempts are but filthy rags, how on earth are we ever going to share in his holiness? Well, I love what 1 Peter chapter 1 says. In verses 15 through 19, it says, But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, get this, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb unblemished and spotless. So the only option that you and I have to be holy is Jesus, that we have to have relationship with the one who is holy. And we'll talk about this in the next week and the next couple of weeks. When I, who am unholy, embrace the one who is holy, I find myself becoming holy. Now, when you take all of that and you bring it into our topic for today, we are talking about the name Jehovah Mekadishkim. And I've said this in the past, but the names of God aren't just a name. It actually reveals character and attributes and, and nature kind of stuff. That when we're talking about God's name, it's not just 
his name, like he wanted to be called Bob or Joe or, or, or you know, or Jehoshaphat or whatever, that a name actually was symbolic of something. The name contains insight and depth and information that is really important. So when God reveals a name, he's saying, hey, look, this is who my nature is. This is, this is my character. This is, this is my attribute of, of living. This is who I am. So interestingly, two times in the Old Testament, this name Jehovah or Yahweh, Mechadishkim, shows up. And let me just read those to you because I, I find them just, oh, they're just amazing. The first time this name shows up is in Exodus chapter 31, verse 13. And this is what it says. But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbath, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am Jehovah Mechadishkim, that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And the second one shows up in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 7 and 8, where God says, You shall consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my statutes and practice them, for I am Jehovah Mechadishkim. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Isn't that an incredible promise? That here is God and he's saying, do you know who I am? Do you know what my nature is? Do you know what my character is? I am the God who delights in making you holy. That I am the one who sanctifies you. I'm the one who purges the sin. I'm the one who brings you into righteousness. I am the one who does the work in your life to make you holy. So yes, you should consecrate yourselves and make yourselves holy. Why? Because I am the Lord God who am who is holy. But I am Yahweh or Jehovah Mechadishkim. I am the one who brings that about in your life. For I am the one who sanctifies you. I'm the one who makes you righteous and holy. I love that passage in Ezekiel 36, verse 23. God is talking about the nations around Israel and says, look, you guys have become just like the nations around you. You you have trampled my name and profaned me in their midst, in their sight. And yet I am still going to do a work, not because of you, not because you in and of yourselves are anything good or righteous. In fact, your best attempts at righteousness are still but filthy rags. And yet, this is, this is what Ezekiel 36, 23 says, I will vindicate or demonstrate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. But the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when I demonstrate or prove myself holy among you in their sight. Do you hear what God is saying? He's saying, hey, the world around you has taken my life and my name and has profaned it. In fact, you, my people, have profaned my name. You have walked in rebellion. You have trampled my great name, my character, my life underneath your feet. But the the world, the nations are going to know that I am still Jehovah, that I am still Yahweh. When I literally take my holiness and I prove my holiness in you in the middle of the nations, that the nations are going to know my holiness because they're going to see my holiness in you, says the Lord. Why? Because he is Yahweh Mechadishkim, that, that he is the Lord 
the God who sanctifies us, who brings about righteousness and holiness in our lives. And you see this coming to fruition in the person of Jesus. Jesus, right, is God clothed in humanity, that God became flesh, which means when we look at the names of God, we see the physical representation of that name being demonstrated before us in the person of Jesus, that Jesus is Yahweh. He is God Almighty, right? He is he's the second member of the Trinity, and he has taken on flesh, and he really has the very nature and the very character of the triune God. And so as Jesus is walking around on the streets, he's demonstrating what holiness looks like as it is lived out in the day-to-day activities of life. That here is Jesus and he literally purchased, think about this, that at the cross, he purchased and made a way for us to really take on that holiness, that he is Jehovah Mekadeshkim. He's the one who brings about the righteousness and the holiness and the sanctification that we desperately need. He is the one that makes it possible because he is the one who sanctifies us. Listen to Hebrews 7 verse 26. The writer of Hebrews says, For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, and separate from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. See, Jesus, our high priest, he is holy, innocent, undefiled, separate from sinners, and he's exalted above the heavens. And it is fitting for us to have such a high priest. It is good. Why? Because he is the one that is bringing about his righteousness and holiness in our lives. You see this demonstrated in the life of Jesus in several cases, but let me just give you two. One, you see Jesus zealously guarding and protecting God's holiness in his house. That as Jesus comes into the temple, the very house of God, Jesus sees all of this money changers and all this just filth of the world coming into the very house of the Lord. So what does Jesus do? Well, he drives out the money changers and he says, hey, look, this is to be a set apart, sanctified, holy place for prayer that Jesus is zealously guarding and protecting the holiness of God's name. Why? Well, he is the full expression of Yahweh Mekadeshkim. But I also love this idea that Jesus, right before he ascended, he said, look, Terry in Jerusalem, just, hey, just wait a little longer, and I'm going to send you my spirit, who is called the Holy Spirit. That when you look at the Holy Spirit, you realize that he is a spirit, so we call him a spirit, but he's a Holy Spirit, meaning his character is out of holiness. And you realize what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives as he's leading us into greater and greater holiness, that he is training us and guarding us and convicting us and bringing about the life of Christ within us. And you realize if we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us as believers, which we do, then he is going to give us everything that we need. Listen to 2 Peter 1, verse 3 and 4. I I say this all the time, but it is such a phenomenal reminder of what God is doing in our lives. Peter writes, seeing that his divine power has given to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, he has given to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption 
that is in the world by lust. Do you, do you hear that? That God has given to us everything we need for life and godliness in one single thing, Jesus. That he, God himself, is all that we need. And this triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, has given us his very spirit, the Holy Spirit, to live within our very lives, to bring about his sanctification, his holiness, his righteousness in our lives. That is so amazing. See, we're not talking about grit your teeth and try to pull off holiness. You'll never be able to do it. Again, your best attempts at righteousness are filthy rags. There's only one option you have to walk in the holiness that he offers. Well, that's to embrace Jesus and allow his spirit who now lives inside of you to bring that reality about in your life. Who is our God? Our God is Jehovah Mekadeshkim. He is the one that sanctifies our lives. Well, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be walking through this idea of holiness and righteousness and sanctification. It's one of those topics that we tend to not like to talk about in the church, and yet we are exhorted over and over and over in the scriptures to be holy like he is holy, to walk in righteousness and truth, to live an upright and pure life. So next week, we're going to talk about what holiness is and what it isn't, and how do we actually live out this thing called holiness or righteousness. But for today, I want you just to grab a hold of this idea that it's not you striving and struggling, trying to be holy in and of yourself. You can't, but you can be holy when you embrace the one who desires to make you holy, that he is Jehovah Mekadishkim, that when, when we, when we embrace our God, when we grab a hold of who he is, we find that he who is intrinsically holy is going to start making us holy. But would you freshly ponder today the fact that our God delights in making us holy and righteous just as he is? And I would encourage you to freshly surrender yourself to Jesus and just say, Lord, would you take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee? That would you, who delights in making me holy, come in and take your righteousness and your holiness and your purity and press it so deep within my life that my life begins to reflect that reality because you are Jehovah Mekadishkim. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of all those verses I just read, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 210 for episode 210. And until next time, as we continue on this wonderful and beautiful topic, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.